Um, all right, niggas. This is Blacks Like Us. <laughs> and this week, I am willingly and consciously choosing violence. So strap your fucking wigs down, bitch, because I guarantee you I'm going to say something to offend you, and I can give a whole ass fuck. Okay. I'm also drinking wine from a bottle because I don't feel like getting a glass. So this is where we're at. Okay. Introduce yourselves. <laughs> um, can you introduce yourself after that? Because Jesus. <laughs> yes, you just go, and I'm Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think we need introductions after this. You came in too hot. I don't want to put my name behind it. <laughs> what they say, oh, if you like me, my name is Lee. And if you hate me, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to say that name. Never mind. Oops. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I'm Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was. You know when like you get like 10 notifications at once across different platforms and you just yes need to get through all of them or or you don't get to none of them so yeah i ignore them happily and willingly i've ignored all of my hoes today <laughs> all the okay. ones even the ones in different area codes all right what are we doing <laughs> um you know let's start here so Miss Tinter turned her. Oh yeah. She's done. She sold the catalog, her name, her image, and her likeness for fifty million dollars. She said she's done with all of it. I mean, I don't blame her. She, she, she has. I don't know if anybody watched the documentary that she did, but which one? Because I haven't watched the, this this new one where she says y'all. Stop bringing my name up and related to my trauma and that kind of stuff. I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I did hear those parts. That's basically what it was. Was like there was there was two things you could take away from the documentary, and, and it's no spoilers because like it's all true. But like basically, she, that she was like every time, like she has spent her entire career, and if you think about it, she has. She spent longer time being a solo artist trying to carve her own name versus being part of Ike and Tina um, ended years ago, right? But she's saying like every time, literally every time from the day she became solo, y'all keep bringing her up with Ike, y'all will not leave it alone. She done Mm -hmm. told y'all everything she told, needed to tell y'all in the, she wrote an autobiography. She was just like, once I write this, don't ask me about it. Um, Then they keep asking Niggas continuously do it. And then they come out with the movie and she's like, all right, movies out after this y'all can't bring it up no more and people still keep bringing it up so like you know i think as as a woman especially a black woman in entertainment when you are like that's that was like kind of the unspoken part was like when you were just like constantly linked to a dude that one you left two it's dead and like three like you have clearly like done it your like you clearly carved in a career and all that for yourself and yet you keep trying to tie that to her yeah Uh, yeah i'd be tired too the other part of it is she was like, she basically said, like, you know, like, I'm, what is she, like, 80, 85? Like, she's like, I'm old. I have given hey. her this. Like, like she I said, have- oh, no, that's Anita Baker. Now, I, mean, I was almost saying, give Anita me the Baker best that I got. <laughs> stream her music again. No, I almost said she's giving you the best that she's got. But what I really should have said was she gave y'all just simply the best. Leave this bitch alone. And it yeah. was better than all the rest. I mean, people have tried to speculate that, like, 
you know, maybe she's like dying or has She's 81. I yeah. mean, everybody's dying. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happens, but she, she died a little bit slow, a little bit more every day. She has basically told us, she was just like, look, I've been in the worst kind of abusive relationship that you could ever be in. I still have trauma from this. And right. yet I still gave y'all like all of this after I left the relationship. Let me mm-hmm. get my money, put my feet up, and y'all can go watch my old videos. Like that's <laughs> like right, just, basically. She gets she inducted probably, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year, and she's just like, y'all done. Yeah. Yeah, it's like her and Jay-Z, and I don't remember who else. I just remember them too. And we owe that and we owe that to her. Like, you know, let we her retire. Let her live. Let, let her. Yeah. Everybody I don't want to be out here like Cher. <laughs> I would like if, and especially like these older artists, I would love if in their like, I don't give a fuck time. Um, they take the time to work with and collaborate with younger artists just for shits and giggles and for nothing more than their own enjoyment. And it's not about making money. It's just solely about the art and because you want mm-hmm. to, you know, and if you don't want to, like, I get it, but I'm mainly right. saying that because I... But you know love... what, though? By selling everything related to Tina Turner... Oh, she walked away. But not even just that. It frees her up to do that, right? Because now anime can go and make the music anime want to make, and it don't have no ties or nothing else to Tina Turner. To Tina. So no Tina Turner expectations on it. Yeah. So she did free herself up to do that. If she decides tomorrow she wants to go and make a song with, I don't, I don't know, do a lip or somebody, she can do that. Hmm. I've recently and nobody is going to look at it as a Tina Turner song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There was also, I saw somebody point out something real good and the fact that, like, she is selling it to an entity that she trusts while she mm-hmm. is in, in, of sound and of sound mind and body. So yeah. she doesn't have to, it doesn't have to happen. Yeah. So she, she don't get screwed yeah. later. I was going to say, like it's, Aaliyah. Probably, it's probably yeah. some kind of stipulation in there. It's just like, don't be putting me out here when I'm dead on a hologram. Don't turn me out. <laughs> don't don't, say, don't me turn me into a hologram. <laughs> Don't, don't, put my don't put my music in a tag commercial or a Geico commercial. Don't have me out here like tag team talking about scoop. There it is. What blasphemous shit just came from your lips? <laughs> <laughs> have you never seen this that Geico commercial? No, girl. I if I pay extra to avoid commercials no, so on every I haven't seen a commercial stuff, in two years. When I sometimes when I watch new stuff on like Hulu or any of the streaming apps, it'll have like one or two commercials in it, right? One of them that I see all the time is a Geico commercial. And it's the lady's trying to decide what type of ice cream <laughs> that she wants. And she said, that's like waiting for tag team, hip hop tag team, hip hop duo tag team to help you make your ice cream decision. They're like French vanilla, Rocky Road. (laughs) Scoop, there it is. Okay. Well, (laughs) glad I missed that. (laughs) It really is like. Suffering enough trauma in life. It's it's like French vanilla, Rocky Road, chocolate, peanut butter cookie dough. (laughs) Oh my God. No. <laughs> now I'm going to send you this commercial. <laughs> oh, God. 
I'm going to send this commercial to you just so you can hear tag team singing about ice cream to the tune of whoop, there it is. <laughs> there are a lot of things in this life and world, especially in this past weekend, that I knew I never wanted to experience <laughs> and happened. And this is one of those things that I can actually stop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tina Turner's brand, like her, the fucked up thing is like the one one thing that's synonymous brand, not even the music for real, for real. Because sis put out good fucking music. She did. She it's did. all about the domestic violence. And that domestic exactly. violence isn't even attached to the name of anime. Anime what? Bullock. Bullock. I almost said Baker. She, she, point, I think she might have pointed out or somebody else pointed out for her. I don't know. But either, either way, when she made her comeback and was the most like visible black or visible artist, period. Yeah, Queen of Rock. She was like 40 something. And and people just don't be doing that anymore. Like, but also you got to remember this too. She's black, so she was forty, but she looked like she was thirty. It's true. Yeah, but (laughs) but you knew you knew that she had been around for a very long. time. Yeah, because if you think about how old she was when "What's Love Got to Do with It" came out, she was in her sixties then, wasn't she? Not the movie, the song. Oh, <laughs> I mean the movie too. Hell, <laughs> yeah, because she was like forty-five or forty-five-ish. But the fact that, that Tina Turner hasn't had new music in at least fifteen years, right? Mm-hmm. And we still actively talk about her like she's an active part of the conversation. That's and this hasn't done anything. That tells you the mark that she made because. We all said, I mean, not me, myself, because I don't want to watch it with my kids around. I can't, I watch Bluey around this bitch. I watch <laughs> something else if it's not for Reality Rewind. Like, it's, <laughs> so, but everybody else who don't have children, like, lined up to watch this documentary. So, sis is still making an impact, even though she hasn't done anything new in, like, 15, 20 years. Yeah. I, the only real critique I have of this is I felt like when I read 50 Mill, I was like, that is not enough. No, all. I definitely think she was undervalued. Very much so. But I also think she was like, I'm Fuck 81. Fuck I want to be done. Yeah. Not just that, I'm 81. Don't she already have like... Like you take this 50 mil on top of whatever I already have. Yeah, she already. My kids will be good, like, cause I'm sure at this point she just think about them boys, like. Hell, at this point, them niggas is there. They seniors. They in their sixties. I mean, even still, yes, they're probably fine too. But it's like, you know, her kids, her grandkids, whatever else. This is so they be they're very they're comfortable. Yeah. For the rest of their life, because she has more than enough to live her life out on. Okay, very much so. Plus, isn't she still with that white man in Switzerland? She yep. sure is. I know when that's you, right. When you Google her, it definitely says American Swiss singer. Yeah, she, she relinquished her American citizenship. She did. She did. Part, part of that was also her. She talked a lot about this in the documentary. I ain't kind of giving it away, but like. The I mean, amount of abuse that she had gone through. It's just like, hell yeah, if I had the chance to not live in the country as where my abuse took place, then... And my abuser was, and his family and friends were, the people that were around that supported it by not helping to stop it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I get I it. I got that message, y'all. 
Or y'all I mean, I want to relinquish my citizenship and I just be here. <laughs> I just want this nigga out of my house. That's it. Nothing. Moving on. I mean, you know, that'd be like that too. I'd be saying that too, but I gave birth to these niggas in my house, so I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just never mind. That's nasty. Never mind. Okay. Speaking of nasty, Joy Behar. The fuck, Joy Behar, do? <laughs> she cracks dad jokes. What the fuck can she do? She hops her ass up on that terrible, terrible show. And she said, Black people shouldn't be scared of the COVID vaccine anymore because white people were the experiments. <sighs> so tired. Okay. So tired. Here's the thing. She's I get what she was trying to do. Trying to say. But she should have <laughs> just shut she should have left us out of the discussion. Out of it. That's just my that's my whole thing. I don't give a fuck what she was like. I understand. I'm not dumb, so I completely understand what she was trying to say. But at the same time, I am exhausted with people that are not members of a community trying to speak for members of the community. This leads me directly into the next thing I'm about to talk about. Wait, <laughs> hold on, let's, let's simmer at the view for just a quick second, because there are two things. Because mm-hmm. also this week, one of the women from Shark Tank, Shark oh, Tank, Barbara, that's her name. Her she name went on the place in New York, by the way. Yeah, oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Her owns like everything in this damn city. Oh, I have. I would not doubt it, especially considering what she said to Whoopi. So they're talking about, I believe it was like American jeans and Whoopi was talking about, oh, I hope you have a Sarge light enough to get over a Sarge. I'm sorry, a size large enough to get over my COVID butt. Wait, and wait, 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 wait. No, the black girl that was on Shark Tank? No, the, the white woman. The woman American or the, no, white, the, white, the white, white woman with the Susie Orman. Oh, but. yeah, that's that's Barbara Corcoran. Because you said good American talking about the jeans, and that's a, the black lady's the CEO of that. That's why well, that's part of the reason why they were talking about it. So they were talking about, I think, maybe black-owned businesses, something like that. Now, but what Whoopi talks about, we like... We don't call good American a black-owned business. No, because it's owned by Kourtney Kardashian. It's too. Chloe. Chloe, Courtney, couch cushion, whatever the bitches names are. She's co-owner with Chloe, but she's also co-owner of Skims with Kim too. Okay. So yes, there is a black owner, but I ain't about to give them that space to say they a black black owned business. (laughs) Which I laughed at that too. Um, But Whoopi says, "I hope they have a size large enough to fit over my COVID butt." And Barbara Corson or Corsica, whatever the fuck this bitch's name is, it could be Camry, I don't care. She looks at Whoopi and says, yeah, Whoopi, and I'll take them and I can fit my whole body in one leg and everybody cut her an evil look. But <laughs> so I find out about this, of course, by way of Twitter, but it was also, of course, of course by way of a thread in which somebody says, what was the rudest celebrity interaction you had? And this one mm-hmm. girl said that Whoopi Goldberg Swing on her yeah. at Caesar's Palace. She's, yeah, she like swung on Shorty at Caesar's Palace. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody else said, Yeah, she tried to swing on me too in New York. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg is known for swinging at a bitch. She be minding her business. Like, isn't she from New York originally? Like, I think so. Like, I I think I think that's probably her background talking. Like, if she grew up in the Bronx, mm-hmm. something like that. 
She she out here swinging on niggas. I just wanted to impart y'all with that little bit of knowledge. When you see Whoopi Goldberg out, don't talk to her. I've Leave seen her Whoopi alone. Goldberg out, but I just didn't want... See, I'm terrible with that kind of stuff because I don't get starstruck like that. So I be seeing people and don't even realize that I've seen them until well after the fact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm awful at that kind of shit. See, I get starstruck at stupid people. So y'all remember Yumana, the attorney? Yes. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> she came in and I was like, holy shit, Yumana's here. This is great. <laughs> like, I was I was down near Times Square, like in the theater district. When it was like me, Brooklyn, and like my cousins and shit. Apparently, Tammy Roman had been standing behind me for about 30 minutes and I did not realize she was right there. <laughs> I saw her and Tasha Smith standing right behind me for like 30 minutes and I had no fucking idea okay I would gag over Tasha Smith no. I didn't even notice they were there because I don't be paying attention to shit like this no. I saw two women behind me and I was like oh they're dressed really cute and then I kept going about my day I did not realize <laughs> who it was <laughs> The only famous person, like, and I, I won't even say famous, I'll say semi-famous person I have seen um, was Patrick Ian Pope, the creator of Noah's Ark. And, oh, and let's, ooh, how deep you want to go with that? I mean, he, he also ex- executive produces P-Valley, and he was just in the club um, with, uh, he was, me and my friends had gone to Harlem, had gone to a gay club there. And he was just there. And my friend recognized him first. And people weren't, like, all over him. But, like, you could kind of tell, like, a notable person was in the room. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and so that's the only time. I did, however, I miss Casey Musgraves, the, the country singer. She had, she had pulled up randomly to a gay bar that I frequent quite a bit in Brooklyn, un- completely unannounced. This particular bar. Metropolitan? Met, yeah, Metropolitan. <laughs> okay. They have a patio and they have. No, because we have the same taste in bars and I like the Metropolitan. Yeah, that, but that makes total sense given the bar. It makes sense she would pop up there. They have Sunday barbecues and it's just a thing. Like people just go to the barbecue mm-hmm. and she literally just pulled up unannounced and people was just like, oh my God. And then they, they posted it on their Instagram the next day. I was like, damn, I, could, I was almost there. Like, I was mm-hmm. almost there. I could just see you drunkenly like accosted her. So hey, so what are you doing here? <laughs> when I like when I worked drink. for one retailer, I got because celebrities would come in all the time. So I got so like I don't know, like I don't even pay attention to it because I'm so I'm used to them consistently being around that it's just like, oh okay, I didn't like I literally don't notice. But it was that job that I realized just how short Britney Spears is. Oh, Didn't yeah, realize she was tiny. that small of a person. She's a very small woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, you! I I only had one of those moments with too short. Oh, he's very short. I was like, who is this right here? Well, you know who's really short? Big Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's real short. He is real short. He so was I another one too. Saw him and was like, who is this? He's cute. He was like, that's Big Sean. I was like, oh, is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> At a, at a previous, I was like, damn, he fine. A previous job of mine, I was sitting next to him at at, at this function, and he stood up because because he was sitting down first, and then he stood up. I was like, where the rest of you? 
awful. And this at least one picture on the internet of like, I don't even feel like looking for it, but like you can like you can see the height difference between the two of us because there's like a group picture. So mm-hmm. I was like, mm, okay, that you like five seven, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not very large. <laughs> So do I, I'm going to wait on that because all these things are interconnected. So remember how I told you, I just said <laughs> it did talking about Tina Turner and the view or uh, Joy Behar and the view and telling other people how to feel leads into my next things, right? Yeah. All right. We're going to start with one nigga and end with a different nigga. Follow me. So Boosie, <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> like do we have to like yeah. this nigga this At nigga this has moment, diabetes yes. thyroid heart disease heart congestion like he's going to die soon can we just let him rest peacefully his last remaining days listen we're going here so it Lil Nas X was on the breakfast club for whatever fucking reason people still go there Apparently, Lil Nas X has a bad team because he had no business being there. Uh, I can't. The thing is, it's like because I don't watch the Breakfast Club, I don't engage with the Breakfast Club whatsoever. I find it hard to pass judgment on recent things because. I made a point a long time ago, I need that type of negativity in my life. Babe. And people are telling me that they're growing and learning and changing, but the clips that I see don't suggest that. Therefore, I still stay away, but I can't make judgment on what their recent interviews look like. So I can't necessarily say he had a bad scene because maybe this was completely whatever and nothing terrible came out of this i don't really know but whatever his interview is the whole interview is in and of itself is beside the point it's one particular part so one of them i can't i don't know which one i think angela Yee. she's used the one to ask the questions asks Lil Nas X about did he feel like he had to be a role model for people's children and blah 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 oh for fuck's sake so he says he was like i used to feel like that but now i'm kind of like fuck your kids yeah then he was like but not like fuck your kids like i it's not we only get one shot in life and i can't spend my life trying to placate you or your children right that's what he said. So then Boosie goes to his favorite outlet, which is Vlad TV. Don't know why y'all niggas still go there, but y'all keep letting that white man make you look stupid. So he go over and there. And get y'all incriminated in currently he, pending he cases. Keep letting that white man get y'all fucked up because he's making coin over there because y'all keep letting him get y'all fucked up. But Boosie said he that Lil Nas X saying fuck your kids with a personal shot at him. Because he has been team, what about the children? So this was a personal shot at him. And that's why Lil Nas X said it. Now, mind you, this man 
has a new music video out with the baby in which the baby is laying on the couch holding a gun as if it is his penis and pretending to jack it off. But he's team. what about your children? Okay, so the penis jacking gun off thing, artistic choice. I feel like the more I'm valid thing to say is that. you're the I'm same not man that it's not an hired a woman choice. to fuck your teenage child. I brought that up so many times. No, because he's talking about, look, no, because I brought, I said that particular example because his beef is Lil Nas X's videos, right? Right. Because you got the dudes dancing in the video, you making out with the dude, it's his videos, right? So if we just talk about videos and artistic expression, what are you saying to the children if you in your video someone is using a firearm to pretend to masturbate? See, Boosie's thing isn't even Boosie's thing isn't the video. Boosie's thing is the fact that a young gay black man has some kind of has massive notoriety no, and power I at this. Point. What his actual issue is? Yeah, that's what I was like. Artistic see, choice is one thing. Boosie's just homophobic as fuck. The, no, I get that, but I'm sticking to the argument that he keep putting out, which is the artistic choices of the video. So if we're gonna just talk about that and pretend like he's not just a closet homo who just needs to come out, girl, he ain't closeted. If he we're gonna homophobic. do, he is extremely homophobic because yeah, blatant, he also right. hates himself. But if we're going to stay away from all the reality of the situation and just focus on what he's saying, where he's just talking about he came out making songs for kids, which Old Town Road was never for kids. He literally started out talking about how he has lean all in his bladder. Never been for children. But whatever. Y'all let y'all kids watch it. My kid loved it too. It's never been for kids, but here we are. But if we're going to stick to Boosie's argument of this boy's videos are corrupting the children, then sir, what about yours? He's trash. What are yours doing for the children? So I was watching uh, Don't Be a Menace. Don't Be a Menace. Nigga, you are the third person this week to mention that movie in my life. That's the funny thing. I think it just went streaming. That's why everybody's watching it. Okay. So it's on Netflix. I think it just went up. That's why we all watched it because I definitely watched it too. (laughs) The version that is on Netflix is the director's cut, which the version that we probably grew up with is not the director's cut. I will say that one watching the director's cut and two watching this movie after several years it loses it doesn't age well it does not age quite it doesn't well, age well at all. no i watched um white chicks is on peacock oh and it is the it is the director's cut of white chicks now it was it already didn't age well with the theater cut the director's cut is just like whoo child you gonna hate this. I, I actually kind of feel like white chicks is more relevant now than ever before, especially it's, in like the rise of like ways. you know, like white focused feminism and no, I, I, like yeah, the rise no, of I the Karen. I, and yes, it's it's a like very- Sean and Marlon's movies, I feel like age better, maybe not well, but better than um mm-hmm. Keenan and I don't know, because I also watched Low Down Dirty Shame recently. 
I was about to say, depending on the movie. It depends on the movie. Low Down Dirty Shame is 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 a little homophobic with the one character that did not age quite well. Yeah. And, well, okay. So this is the what was I, it? Two snap. What was damn? No, I no, because <laughs> see, this is where I have to disagree. <laughs> and this is why I a little homophobic. It's a little. This is why I have to disagree with that because. The character of Wayman, it wasn't the actor performed the character the way he wanted to perform the character, right? And it was a gay act, it was a gay actor, all that he performed that character the way he wanted to. It because Keenan said he made a point to not write any like stage direction for that character because he wanted someone of the community to bring that character to life so i can't call the movie it's like yeah there are definitely like some of the i mean just through the wayne's catalog kind of some of the ways they represent gay people but i can't a lot of people bring up that character as homophobic and i just can't do that because i know that was the actor's choice Maybe homophobic isn't the right word, but very stereotypical. Stereotypical. I yeah. definitely can give you that, but I can't because a lot of people try to pay. I've seen this, like you know, Twitter is what Twitter is, and since it's the home of negativity, I've definitely seen <laughs> more than three or four times where they tried to pin Keenan as homophobic because of the character of Wayman, which is why he keeps saying he didn't write stage direction just lines and all those lines weren't even written half of those were improv <laughs> okay so here's the thing right <clears throat> so we we have to consider too that the big thing with media um and not just like gay queer bodies but also black bodies is that we do get these like very shallow serious stereotypical yeah. this like shallow stereotypical um um uh representation right mm-hmm. my issue with it was is he might have been a side character, but you could have written a little bit more of a backstory and filled him out more. You know what I mean? Instead of keeping him at the surface level. Um, but, I mean, the thing with all, I mean, I'm just considering the Wayans family, like not depending on who's the executive producer, who's involved or whatever. Like if you look at the family's body of work, the, the queer characters are sort of played for laughs. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think that's the issue. It's like same with the plus size character. I would say honestly, though, with the Wands, I feel like every character is played for laughs. Every and it's a heightened version. It's, it's camp. definitely it's really camp. It's, it's black very camp, much actually. camp comedy. That's very much what they do. It's it's when I think about like men on film, for example, like that's that's part of the Wands catalog. It's like yeah. it's. There, there, there are, there are. We do not deny the existence of femme queers, right? Yeah. Like, the, like everybody on what on the spectrum should be represented, have a voice, so on and so and so forth. It's just that femme queers in Wayne's productions, in Tyler Perry productions, watching straight and, men play femme queers. It's either because they go above and beyond, it does get a little cringy. Yeah. Either straight men playing femme queers or if it's a femme queer playing themselves, 
again, it, they are always just like the butt of the joke. Like you're yeah. not supposed to be celebrating them or acknowledging them. You are supposed to be laughing at them. And I do understand that like in the case of Lowdown Dirty Shame, you have a femme queer playing a femme queer. In, in any like marginalized or stereotype person, you always had to have like that one pioneer that kind of had to like, I have to accept this role to, to give it to the next person that can do something better with it. I get that. Mm -hmm. So long for so long, like, look, like I was having the same discussion with somebody else. Like if you look at every, not every, but like several black movies of the 90s, maybe it was, maybe it was with y'all. Like I was talking about like how every black movie in the 90s always had like a gay hairdresser. And yeah, were, that was here. Yes. We were talking and, about they were always, and they were always just there, like for, for the laughs. You don't know their story. You don't know their, their <laughs> forty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they all fit in that, they all fit fit in the femme queer box, I guess. Yeah. It, and and again, you know, let me reiterate that like femme queers definitely exist. We do, do we do not deny that existence, but I think when you're looking at it through a straight lens. It's like straight, cis straight directors, producers, writers, whatever, will always take that as the sole and only representation of all queers. And mm -hmm. it's also, it's yeah. not even just the femme queer. It's like the most extreme version of mm -hmm. the femme queer. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not even, it's the shit, it's the Laganja Ashanja version. Of, <laughs> Let like, her rest. Sis no, is doing well. <laughs> But it's, it's very much the most extreme version where it almost comes off like you're hiding behind this. Yeah. Where it comes off as more of a persona than a personality. Okay, so now, in, in recent times, I feel like there's been this very like sharp swing from one end, one, one spectrum of femininity and masculinity to the other, where now we're dealing with these like very hyper-masculine like representations of queer bodies and we're like wait where where the femme folks at these very straight presenting versions of queer bodies yes where like we could have just like Will and Grace. i don't know written <laughs> that was queer people that, that like were complex and like actual people like it's not you got a queen and you got butch there is no witch queen mm -hmm. like you there's no room within media for to have like especially a black body like yeah. have this, this these feelings of femininity and this expression of it and then throw on some Tims the next day and be like, what the fuck ever. But it, yeah, it's also the same when you look at the representation of black women and see that she's super loud and aggressive or, or she's docile and like stuck up and docile and just like that's random that doesn't contribute much. Like Hello, there's Potomac. never there's no in-betweens to it. You either get Shanene or Whitley and there's nobody else there. Yeah. But, I want to go back to it just real quick. What Boosie reminds me of, and don't be a menace. You know that one character that just got out of jail. Yes. It it, it, it still acts like he's in jail. Where he's like, you ever seen the suds go down the crack of a man's ass? That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was that one scene where he stood up. He was like, I ain't afraid to go to jail. Yeah. I ain't afraid to do this. Yeah. And he'd be like, I ain't afraid to fucking get an ass. Everybody like, what? Like, what? <laughs> that is Boosie right there. It's just like, I'm just joking. 
y'all are trash for this. I'm not watching this. I'm not watching this movie again. I watch it. I mean, I, I quite honestly think you should not watch it. I mean, if you have memories of the original, I still laugh. At actually, it. I, I think I have it on DVD. I watched it this weekend because I was. It's like I still laugh at it, wholly understanding that it's incredibly problematic. I think because I was watching the director's cut, I was like, I don't remember this part, and I see why they cut it out. And it's throwing off the whole vibe for me. Yeah, maybe <laughs> watch the director's cut of it because I don't because that kind of threw me off with white cheese. I was like, I don't what? Why is this happening? Like, <laughs> now that I rewatch, I mean, I watch it. It got to that scene where they were singing that song, and you know, in the oh, <laughs> in the, um, I would walk. No, no, no. Okay, so yes, that miles. scene where they're in the car and they switch to the other song, to the Fifty Cent song. Oh, and yeah. And they start singing, and they're like, "You can't say that." It's like when no one's around, and you know, in the regular cut, it cuts off like right after that. And the director's cut, this scene keeps going. So I have to watch these white women say nigga like 19 times and it's a little much for me. Okay, <laughs> I need to watch the director's cut. <laughs> because honestly, that's, there's a certain level of like unknowing nuance that they, like that scene, like just listening to you yeah. talk about that that scene has, it's like very relevant, especially in the day and age of TikTok. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much so. Like this is, very much exactly what people are doing and we know that but because i went and saw j cole recently and i definitely was looking to make sure the white people wasn't saying nigga like i definitely did that that's why but i don't you go have to, to rap where you go like it's like who who's the who's the caucasian saying nigga in this room like it's just everywhere you go like <laughs> nigga 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 like what what <laughs> where i was at recently but like it i forgot which gay bar it was but i do remember like I was looking around the room and I was like, y'all are just because you lip sync it and not verbalize it, that does not, that still counts. That to doesn't me. negate. <laughs> um, a good friend of mine, y'all, you, Aaron, you never met my friend John, but I think you met John a couple of times. I know. Um, John and I, so everybody was at, everybody was, they were doing studying abroad um, and John was home this semester and it was just me, him, and Lauren. So we were all hanging out with him. Um, and he and I went to karaoke at Smalls, not Smalls, at Bellcrest Bar in Hamtramck. Oh, the Belmont? The Belmont, that's it, at the (laughs) Belmont Bar in Hamtramck. And I think he did Area Codes. It was either Area, no, it was a Missy Elliott song. He did a Missy Elliott song, and the only thing I could think of, I'm looking around, it's like, oh my God, there are other Black people here. It's like, please, John, don't do this. Don't do this, don't do this. And by the grace of God, that whole verse, he just skipped a whole verse. It's like, nope. It's like, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. You're a good white. You're a good white. <laughs> oh. Well, if you were going to talk about Dave Chappelle, this is a perfect segue. Shit. I actually was going to talk about Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I'm and because Damon Wayans just came out with some fuck shit today. Oh, I didn't even... I missed that altogether. I'll, I'll throw does it in anybody, last. I wasn't surprised to see what David Wayne said because does it, I I might be the only one. What the hell did he say? I missed that altogether. He said that Dave Chappelle, in, in terms of like comedy, Dave Chappelle freed the slaves, as if like doing thoughtful comedy is difficult or hard. How dare he put the time and effort in to write sensible jokes? 
God damn it. Oops. Does anyone remember when Damon Wayans tried to come out with a clothing line called... Yes. Yeah, it was called the what? with the hard R. And like, it was literally just like t-shirts and, and sweatshirts were just like... And N-word with the hard R. Like, I kind of like that. And I, I'm saying that from a 2021 perspective of Khalees making white had people had on one of the jackets in a picture that I love of her. Because it came out around the same time that Nas's album came out, in which he was going to call it that, but the label made him not. <laughs> he had on a jacket that said it across the back. That is one of my favorite pictures of Nas and Khalees. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy the idea of putting people in a position, putting non-Black people in the position and like forcing a confrontation of, well, here it is. You know what I mean? Like I, I thoroughly enjoy that, and I. Is totally Damon Wayans the best person to moderate this conversation? I would not say that. <laughs> That's the thing. I would not say that by any means. Now I don't even know anybody who could do that. Honestly, Cardi, I guess I don't know. Nope, never mind. No. <laughs> Beyonce, Beyonce, but she'd never do it. Uh, yes, she's the one that could and would. Yeah. Now, but she's the I'm... good. She's the good black, but she's the rebellious black. Yeah. I'm going to start this conversation by saying I did not watch that Dave Chappelle special, nor do I have any intentions to. Therefore, I am not going to I'm not going to talk about whether what he said or didn't say was right, wrong, or anything of the sort. Right? Because I did not watch it. Therefore, I did not see it in context. I saw a clip and I feel how I feel about the clip but without seeing it in total context i don't feel like i am in the position to discuss that right right but i will say this there's a there's three things we have to recognize here one you cannot tell people what to be mad about you can't tell people what they can and cannot be offended by you are not even if you are a member of the same community you can't tell people what they can and cannot be offended by mm-hmm. it's because you weren't offended don't mean somebody else doesn't have the right to yeah and with that we have to stop acting like people just started getting offended when instagram showed up we have we have lived through them stomping on on uh luke campbell cds because they didn't like the shit that he was saying we that was the blacks too Right. We lived through them arresting NWA for performing fuck the police. We like we gotta stop acting like people just started getting offended. It's just that white people was always offended before, so we just act like it was normal, right? Because if you're not white, you're not supposed to be offended by anything. Everything's supposed to go over your head. Two, we have to stop getting upset with a community because they police this themselves better than we did. Y'all made it okay because the whole because they were t- you know the whole thing about he was talking about the baby and talking oh well you can shoot a nigga but if you even hurt somebody in the LGBT community's feelings you get canceled but it's like you you as a black person can't be mad because the gays police their community better because they decided we ain't doing that shit over here whereas y'all gay these niggas platinum plaques talking about killing each other disrespecting women and everything else like and it does not it does not get mad now like it's it really does not stop like people from hurting feelings of of the it doesn't but it's like i'll just you use a real quick example i was in a jamaican restaurant this weekend 
mm-hmm. and they <laughs> like 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 the and if you anybody that goes to a Jamaican restaurant in 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 a heavily Jamaican area like New York, no, they uh, rude. <laughs> that they be playing rude there shit. is no shame to the music like i really? was liking some of it but like you still hear like the bati boy you know that that's yeah by in, in some of it like that like but that still exists you know yeah, yeah it very, like the thing is it's like phobia still exists whether you yeah. want to whether y'all i know the latest thing for the straight people to say is i'm not homophobic because phobia means you're scared it's like oh my gosh shut up like it's just shut up but it's like yes homophobic all the phobias and all the isms they very much still exist right but as a community it is up to us to decide what we are going to accept and what we're not and y'all niggas so busy celebrating anybody that's not black because they can find the beat here and there that y'all just let any and everything go don't be mad at another community for policing themselves better yeah. Or policing people who are speaking on their community that aren't a part of it. Um, I'm I'm very happy that it's like black queers, black trans bodies that are like, yo, this is fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and that in this in in this situation, these are the people that should be leading that conversation. Yes. Um, my only my issue, first issue, is when it comes to these conversations, um, white folks not just white folks, non-black queer bodies inject themselves in a way that they become the lead mm-hmm. when it needs to be, and it should be our voices that are amplified. Yeah. Like they make the room and we get the job done. But what ends up always happening is that they come in and they overtake the room. Um, Dave Chappelle's comedy, there are certain things that I love about Dave Chappelle's comedy, and there's a lot of shit that I hate about it. The things that I love is when he's talking about these like authentically Black experience that all of us can bond over, regardless of race, class, gender, sexuality, and any of that, right? The other fucked up, the thing that I hate about it, the other fucked up thing, my other issue is the rest of that did not need to be there. Like we didn't, you didn't need to invite us in to this but then there was no space it it bothered me and again this is just from what i've heard him say what i've seen because i'm not watching that special like i'm just not doing it yeah he talked about how he was dedicating it to his trans friend who died and then in the same in the special dedicated to your trans friend calls himself a turf and it's like one of these things don't go with the other you know what i'm saying like you can't it's that old style it's the old style of comedy that andrew dice clay version of comedy where it's aggressive it's offensive it's in your face kind of shit and i get where he may not even necessarily intentionally mean what he's saying it's just i'm here to ruffle some feathers and say some shit but it's but like, come also, on, we're not at the ruffling feather saying shit phase. It's like, we're not going to act got to like, elevate. It's He's like, smart. everybody wants to paint him as this martyr. And I, I'm not doing that. Because no. we're not going to act like Dave Chappelle has not been sexist, been misogynistic, been homophobic. We're not going to act like he wasn't out here cooning for white people until he had enough money that he didn't have to no more. We're not going to act like 
he has not said to if you're a woman and you dress a certain way, you're wearing a hose uniform. We're not gonna act like we're just not gonna act like these oh things. Are not because it's because I'm horrible because I talk about gay boys. There's this very specific hoe uniform that they have where it's just a t-shirt. Everybody you know knows slide uniform. on sweat shorts. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows the hoe. I might have worn that kind of But, but, but the thing is, it's like we're not gonna act like <laughs> he's, pillar the of, he's this pillar of morality, and he hasn't done and said some very fucked up shit. Like he's not a yeah. approach. Well, it's and like whether he's kind of funny or not is not really my concern. It's just we're not gonna act like he's up, he's Jesus. Like we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the that's the issue. It's like people because Chappelle show was such like a favorite with everybody. Like, and I'll keep it real. I have never seen, I've seen many clips from the Chappelle show, but I've never seen a full episode. But when I was I in college, religiously, I swear okay. when I was in college, like that was the show that like, that was like the only thing that I was knew the thing. black people and white people watched at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so you watch like, the I, Chappelle show? I can't watch it now because it makes me, oof. I can't, but, I can't watch it now. I don't like a lot of those characters. But I think people are still holding on to that time period, like like 2003, 2004, where it's just like, he can do no wrong, he is hilarious, and therefore he is above criticism. We, yeah. never, we never have, like we as a society, we have just never been able to criticize someone that like, they may have been hot and may have like did, did, done this one thing really well at one point in time, but as they continue on through their career, sometimes they hit, sometimes they miss. We never ever want to criticize them when they miss it because we still hold on to like whatever whatever joy they yeah. have at a certain period of time. Because it's just like, oh, how dare you do? How dare you criticize him? Don't you know this is Chappelle show? And it's just like, yes, but he also did this, this, this. He this, also this did this foul shit too. Like we can acknowledge yeah. the greatness while still, and that's it's like. We're like he, not 2004 was necessary and accountable like that it, time was necessary for him there it's really because at no point are we supposed to hold black men accountable mm-hmm. everybody else is supposed to face a level of account- accountability that's not a black and people business. give him way too much people also give him way too much because he his whole like platform of like i was getting all this money from comedy central and then i walked away because they were doing this 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 this, this. like we like people just hold on to that too, where it's just like, oh, he. Like, Meanwhile, total like, sitting there looking stupid. <laughs> like, you still, like, Everybody's still, like, "Fuck y'all, girl." But he still came back to comedy, right? Yeah. Like it's just like you still have to like if you w- was really about it, then you would have created your own platform. But no, and you then, on Netflix. We also gotta stop acting like Dave Chappelle has been like super pro black because no. Right. He definitely has not. Like, if you look at damn near every character he played on the Chappelle show, I know a lot of y'all niggas hold on to this and love it. Those characters are actually quite damaging to black people. Almost all of in, them. In hindsight, also, yes. At the time, quite, not at the time, so much. At the time, we didn't recognize that. 
And but, at that time, we didn't have one, we didn't have many black people on TV. And two, right. we didn't have black people on TV making white people uncomfortable saying nigga. Exactly. But also the fact you know, I didn't know this till somebody pointed it out just now, but it's just like I didn't, and this is not a this is not to take down someone in a similar situation. Like I personally can kind of relate, but I didn't know that Dave Chappelle's parents were like both college professors or something yeah. like that. Like he yeah, comes, no, he's smart. Like there's aspects of his comedy that are super fucking funny. Which is and why and I expect like, more out of him. That's I I love when he's making those very intelligent jokes. I think that he often goes for the low-hanging fruit because it's he does. It's easier. It's and it, a lot it's easier, easier and for it's him. Not completely if vulnerable. you watch his older stand-ups, they're very intelligent. Yeah, it's when more he, like a storytelling session than like stand-up. He didn't it's start funny. making any real money until he started like leaning it up. Stereotypes. I mean, and I love Half Baked. I love that movie, but I also understand what it is. You know what I'm saying? What's his name was in that, and he's gay. The one from um, Emilio Diaz. There we go. That's that's why I don't think I I genuinely don't think that Dave Chappelle is homophobic. No, same. Like at all. I don't believe that. I think he's sexist. In the least. Again, I think that I do think he's sexist, but I don't even think he's transphobic. I don't think he cares about people. I don't think he's transphobic. He gives a fuck about any of this. Honestly, no. it's I, just what you say, though. I think it's it's just the low hanging fruit. It's just easy. Yeah, and we've These seen easy, over the years point, that he can write smart jokes. He's been doing really this for so jokes. long. He's just like, eh, I have to give y'all whatever because y'all gonna take it. I don't think that any of this is representative of how he genuinely feels about people. Maybe it is. I don't know this nigga, but it's not, I don't care how he genuinely feels. This is what he's saying. Right. Because I said the same thing about Kevin Hart. Publicly. Do I think Kevin Hart is genuinely homophobic? No. Yes. I don't think so. I think he is. I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is because when you see him talk to people when he's not trying to make jokes, it's totally different. I think he is in the same way that many of the housewives are. That's oh, why and I say the, that. okay. We're gay people are accessories, but not there like, you go. I could see that. We've been to the most ideas. In yeah, and that's homophobic. Yeah. Niggas are I mean, homophobic. Niggas, they gonna nig. And niggas, they yeah. gonna nig. Yeah, not real W's. <laughs> I mean, I was singing that at work around a bunch of white people. They looked at me. They're like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Whoops! Didn't mean for y'all to hear that." <laughs> they gonna go home saying it. <laughs> oh no, they were just like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> they get mad too. Not mad, but when I go, yeah, the nigga in my home. They're like, "So the man in your home, huh?" <laughs> Funny as shit, and I swear I just say it for my own entertainment and joy. I get that. Speaking of people nagging, Adrian Bailon. Oh my god! <laughs> the whites they gonna white, and well, the whites Adrian they gonna white. white. She is she white of some Spanish descent. She's white. She's Listen. she's white passing, but she's been accepted she's as a passing, white tan she woman. She very much goes out her way to let you know she is. Not oh wait, no, I'm sorry, Adrian Bailon, not Adrian from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's who no, I thought you were her. talking about. Who's also not white, but, <laughs> but she's white passing. Adrian Bailon, very yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
So, Adrian Violent, a clip of the Real Housewives reunion. Um, the Beverly Hills about- Housewives reunion oh. was released. This is what Adrian said. Oh, oh, I shouldn't watch this. Tell Dorito to pipe down. Who does she think she's talking to? Now I'm gonna fight, and it's eight twenty-two in the morning. I'm choosing violence there after watching this damn clip. I'm pissed. <laughs> this show will end up sending my ass to bad girl sub, but Jill, you better than me, dead ass. Oh my god, why? That's that's so much for Dorit. Well, you know, people. Dorit and Garcelle is beefing, and you know, Garcelle, her new friend. Oh. <laughs> Hey. I've been seeing a lot of the, and not not like I put stop too much weight on that opinion, but I've been seeing a lot of the white gays say that Garcelle is the best part of the show. Garcelle, and the you know other- why? Because she- Garcelle is not necessarily the sassy black, but she will get you together. She's a black. Right. She feeds into the ideas of what they already have. I won't say, certain- I won't say white. I, I won't say white gays broadly. I'll say a certain type of white gay whose opinion I trust in these certain situations. Let's say that. You know, okay, I can see that too because she does. She did confront Kyle and explain to her like why this like charity yeah. non-check thing felt racist and Kyle actually sat back cried and listened and understood this is one of the this is the first season where I actually like Kyle Richards Uh me Garcelle well this is why honestly yeah I cannot reconcile the fact that Garcelle is on a certain demographics radar when I know Garcelle from two things well three things she was Uh, always ours she was yeah she's always been our Jamie Foxx R. Kelly video and coming mm-hmm. to America. Like Nigga, you forever will forget NYPD <laughs> Blue. I will not, I will never let you forget that. Cause she played she was the on fuck there, out of that desk. That, was that for us? It was for me. For, it was for old people. Old folks that, that like us, to watch crime shows. But I think I feel like she popped up on a law and order too. And I, I wouldn't doubt it. She's kind of been like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Like yeah. I know her from the R. Kelly video first. I know we're not supposed to talk about that, but like that, the video if is you can still find the video. Hell, YouTube down. <laughs> that part- the particular video I'm talking about, the download video, that is still an iconic. The the yeah. video is iconic. We won't get into the music, but the video, like that's where we know Garcelle from. Is unfortunately that's 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 the highlight on her resume. Is. See, <laughs> it's NYPD Blue for me because you get to see her in a dramatic role and she plays the fuck she out of it. She was in a like dramatic role in the, in the download video because when she was laying on that Ooh, deathbed and then you hear R. Kelly like, nah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. And then Ron Ivesy, look at me, look at me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, 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 I know we're not supposed to engage. I mean, you know. but that video, like, I just you just can't let that go. Like, <laughs> just can't let it go. And then she was one of the rose bearers in coming to America. She That's all the her bear. earliest rose. First and second. Well, she. I think I she watched the second. She came back I was there. honestly afraid to watch the second because I, I was like, you niggas right. already mm-hmm. I watched the second coming from well, America. I watched it. You don't need you watch it once and you don't need to see it again. You don't need you only need to see it one time. Okay, it's just like a feel-good, hey, it's, these is every this is everybody. 
Yeah. It's a cute play at nostalgia. It's not a bad movie. Okay. It's not a that was my fear. It's not like, bad, but it's not good either. It's not a bad movie. It's not a good movie, though. I mean, <laughs> if nothing else, to see Tiana Taylor being fine was enough for me to watch it. Bitch, that's but, also the reason. Because, you know, this is retiring, so I got to get it. The second com- the Coming to America sequels was made for a very specific demographic. And that it was is made people- for us. It was made for no, it not. I wouldn't even say it was made for us. It was made for people who were kids when the first one came out, and now they're in their forties and fifties. Now they have kids of their own, and they yeah. need the bond over. That's what a lot. I mean, oh, when I, I mean, say us, I mean people our age and older. Well, hopefully they don't do because, a sequel to Made I mean, in America. Quite, quite honestly, because <laughs> we were kids when Coming to America came out. All the sequels and reboots are made for us like people who yeah. were like kids when the originals came out but now we got kids of our own and now like like rugrats and all like all these cartoons are back. like brooklyn watches that iCarly reboot i need to watch that because iCarly was a cackle brooklyn watches it she loves iCarly it. was a, iCarly was good it was good brooklyn's also an old lady so you gotta take that into account because she <laughs> watching shows that was off the air five years before she was born like be watching them like they knew though like, little girl sitting there watching in the heat of the night talking about Althea no get away from the grave he's gonna shoot himself baby. in the face that's a deep he be sitting here watching psych with me so <laughs> oh damn here watching psych together like she loves it she'd be watching psych in the office like she's such an old person like, I mean, I get it. I was too. Like, I would watch Law and Order and Matlock, Perry Girl. Mason, Hercule Poirot. That was my shit. I was all about Hercule Poirot when I was a child. Yeah, I mean, she'd be sitting here watching like the original Power Rangers. She just hell yeah, the first Power Rangers movie and was all in. She, I think she's watched this movie three times in the last two weeks. It's just she's just old. <laughs> it's just what it is. No, I get it. So Kodak Black. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no. I didn't Moving know he on. was still here making music. I thought he was done. And so no, you thought he was in actually, jail because that's where he was and he should have stayed. He's actually having some real mental health issues. Like he's having a real breakdown. He's in a, a psychiatric hospital. Actually, I don't feel like an asshole. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I'm just going to preface this by saying, I'm just going to preface I, it. I don't feel like an asshole for whatever No, no, I'm no, saying. because he should be there because the last video I saw of him was him and his mama somewhere dancing and he then put his hand so far around her ass, he did her finger in her. And that's his mama, like, and then trying to, like, kiss her and she's, like, backing off because she's clearly uncomfortable. So he's right where he needs to be. Yes somewhere where he has no exposure to the public at all okay. which i got a kodak black story gag i've heard your kodak black story <laughs> him at mg when he came in at mgm yeah so um damn i should well it's too late now i already said the name uh so he came in mgm it was right before this specific restaurant closed uh-huh. um ordered a bunch of food ordered a bunch of liquor did not tip shit was rude was disrespectful was garbage i mean but it was what i expected specifically out of kodak black right 
trash. I brought him up to say that he's going on that list of people that I will no longer be talking about. Good. He is on that list along with Demi Lovato and her aliens and or extraterrestrials, whatever you want to call it. Wait, what the hell are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> did y'all miss this? Okay, so Demi Lovato has a show out in which she's like an I don't know, talks about her alien encounters or some shit. I don't know what this show is supposed to be doing, but she's like, she's posing herself as like an alien hunter or whatever. And what? it's supposed to be like a reality show, but she's like, like ghost hunters. She kind of, but she's just talking about her encounters with extraterrestrials. I don't fucking know what Demi Lovato be doing, but this is what's happening. I don't think she know what she's doing either, but go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. but she um these are just random people of color yeah basically she was uh doing she's been doing like press for this show because the show just started i i saw it i don't remember what app is on but i saw it and i was like what the fuck is i'm not watching this so she was doing press and in one of these interviews she said make sure you call them extraterrestrials because saying aliens is a slur and it's offensive Bitch, no, we are didn't. talking about people from outer space. Go find you a place to sit down. I don't believe you. I don't believe that's real. <laughs> I don't believe that's real at all. I think you're just making this up for clicks. I think this is clickbait. I don't. It's clickbait. It. I clickbaited. It, it doesn't make sense. Very like truly does not make forty sense. minutes deep into this podcast about Demi Lovato talking about alien saying alien is disrespectful. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I true. I cannot believe it. I'm sorry. It's Demi fucking Lovato. What don't nope. you believe? <laughs> nope, you're lying because <laughs> it doesn't make sense that anyone, and I'm not going to, and it, especially Demi Lovato, especially a woman who has gone through these ups, these downs, these hurdles, and in a way been very endearing and public about it. Something that like was honestly like her talking about her, her issues with, um, uh, her her issues with addiction was what got me into the music. It was like, oh, this is a real she's person. This is a real girl with some real experiences. I don't believe that she's talking about aliens. As well. So this is what <laughs> this is. It. I pulled up the exact quote. It was. I don't like, believe it. What is the source? That TV, which is an Australian news outlet. So I don't believe it. It's not American. <laughs> called Unidentified, where her and her friends go looking for aliens. Her exact quote <laughs> was... <laughs> I don't believe it. Listen, I just read the shit. I don't... Her exact quote was, I really think that if there was anything out there that would want to do that... Wait, what? <laughs> I, really... I really think that if there was anything out there that would want to do that to us, it would have happened by now. I don't know what she, there's clear, clearly this is just taken from a larger statement because I don't know what she's talking about. But I think that we have to stop calling them aliens because aliens is a derogatory term for anything. This is why I like to call them ETs. So yeah, that's a little tidbit, a little information that I learned. No. I'm, I'm full stop. No. <laughs> I okay. I wish you the best, Demi. <laughs> and on your track, 
while you're out here like Lindsay Hallohan harassing poor ethnic people. Yes. Yes. Um, Nicole Brown's family is mad at Kim Kardashian. Um, embargo. I have not watched it. I will not watch it. I'm I'm glad somebody's mad at her ass. They could have been mad at her for what she was wearing. I don't the care. The funny thing is, I actually, <laughs> I actually did watch her monologue from SNL. Yeah, somebody I know said it was actually really good. It was actually funny. I don't want was, her in my spirit. It was actually funny. I don't hate her. Like, I know a lot of people do. She doesn't bother me. I hate the, the whole family for multiple reasons. They don't bother me. The, the, the family has been given it's a like, certain access into blackness in no way, shape, or fashion. But I don't blame the them. I blame the niggas that was around them. No, I blame them as well for making even that step into. I don't. I'm good. This is the thing. I don't blame nobody for doing what people allowed them to do. Mm-mm. You knew better. It, it, and maybe, if you didn't know better, that's still no excuse. Ignorance of the law does not absolve you from any kind of. But this uh, is my thing. Like I can't, I can't blame them because the niggas around them didn't tell them don't do that. That's not acceptable. Like when the niggas around you is putting the box braids in your head, of course you are gonna think it's cool for you to wear them. I'm good. Kim never said she made them up. Everybody else did. So it's, it's not like, even the box braids. I, and I hate I mean, to put it this way. It's, a it's not even the box things. braids for me. It's a number of things, but it's yeah, the only one I like is Courtney. You know why? Because Courtney knows her lane. Courtney don't come over here at all. I don't. I mean, I get it. I understand why who would have. They just. I just don't care enough about them for them to bother me in any capacity. There's something about when an entire family of women, except for one, specifically date dark-skinned Black men with money. It makes me massively uncomfortable. And those same men are using these girls, these women, as their access into, like, into whiteness. But it's like those men... Fuck out of here. It's like... I can't blame the white girl because the black dudes go after them to date them. These no, black women hold the white girl these girls up as the standard of beauty for who knows how long. It's like the I don't blame them for stepping on the pedestal that these people put them on. Girls, the entire family is dating the same man in different bodies that makes same me nigga chases that family though you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, i get i i completely understand where people come from when they say that but i think by putting the blame on them that yet again takes the onus off of the black men around them that consistently put themselves in these spaces because we've heard these men openly talk about how they know if they date a kardashian their bookings gonna go up We've we listen to them all the time hold these women up as this like standard of beauty. And if you're not this, then you're nothing. Like we so it's like you can't, I can't put all of it on them. It's a mutual level of fetishizing in a way that is massively disgusting and uncomfortable for me. I understand that and I agree. That's why I'm like, like, no, I think there's a blame to go around. I don't think it's all on them. If it ain't about Courtney, I don't care. Because Courtney is the only sensible one. That's it. <laughs> Courtney is the only one with any goddamn sense. 
Courtney is the only one uh, out of all of them. Yes. Courtney's the only one that I can sit in a room. See, that's with. What I, like, I think in I this current moment, if we talk about them right now, Kim is probably the most sensible one. She's no, the only so one not. trying to impact the globe in some capacity. And oh. <laughs> I would have to, agree. you know, agree. meetings with Donald Trump to, you know, <laughs> to help Listen, with prison reform. Whatever definitely makes get, sense. I mean, look, whatever it took to get the to get these people out of jail, you know, if you got to go meet with the devil to get the good work done, it'd be like this sometimes. Like, I also, and it's fucked up too. I also very much so question, like, why exactly are you doing this? Because, because your entire brand has been nothing about, it's been completely about publicity. Because people have now. made her painfully aware that she has Black children. Just oh, that's that. fair. Yeah, that is fair. Now. Yeah, because everybody does, everybody has had to read her people over the years. People very aware that she has that her black children, children are Black. And <laughs> she, she, it's funny because she talked about she only she just was, started saying that though. And that's another thing that sticks in my craw. She also she, is, she's 40 now. And I yeah, feel like there's some parody that comes. You know, yeah, grace. Age. But she yeah, also- People gracefully, we gotta give people grace. She also talked about the like racist experience that she's had being- With her children. With her children. And that's, that's also something that kind of like fucks me up. It's like it took for these experiences to happen with your children for you to have an understanding of it. Even still, well, can't even say even still dating a black man, but even still, you have access, you have the money, and you have the access to the. But this is the thing, and that's where I'm like, "Mm." and this isn't this isn't like a defense of the Kardashians necessarily. This is just in general. We have that's so fucked. We have this weird expectation for people to understand struggles that they would have no reason to understand. You know what I'm They've saying? They've had 400 years to understand but, no, in no, multiple no, no, forms no, 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 of no. media. See, Information uh, is see, out there. No, we can't, That's the see, thing. No, but see, you can't do that because a logical understanding of an experience and a lived understanding are totally different. You can read all the books in the world. That does not mean that you're going to move the proper way when you're put in those situations. And you're talking about people who lived inside this very, very white, very, very rich bubble. That's even more of a reason that they should have had because they've had the access to the money and they, they have access to the education. they haven't had the lived experience. But they That's didn't like, put the effort into because, even finding out the information. No, because no, you can't say they didn't know the information. Just because they just because it they took made, for her, it took for children and age. And yes, I'm going to give grace. Experience though, but still, it's a thing of it's it's like it's exactly like every time somebody white asks you a question about I don't know hair texture or food or music or the culture. It's like all of these things but you are out see- here. I'm not your representative. Okay, you cannot. You got the money for it. Find it for yourself. Having the information, having the logical understanding, on top of that, lived experience are the expectation is that we are going to find out the information that is necessary to evolve and work within. So you can do the work. That see, you're arguing two different points at this point because. We were talking about Kim and her obliviousness to it. Yeah, and she had access to money. That doesn't mean that she didn't. That didn't mean that she didn't understand the information or even have the information. But when you're so removed from it, it's easy for you to look at these things as an abstract. And it takes sometimes you don't get to when you only date black men. You don't get to. 
you the don't get around to. her allowed her to you don't Therefore, get i to. mean again you can't you can't ex- have an expectation for somebody that nobody else close of has ever had the black man around her allowed her to live in this oblivious state she didn't see anything wrong that with it because none degree. of the black people around her saw anything wrong with it i'll give you that to a certain degree um i'm it's also a thing of sis is not only a notable and public person sis is on any and every social media app sis has seen these things for years sis mm-hmm. has seen the video of philando castro just like we did sis saw all of this shit that happened she saw sandra bland she saw all these things happen but and these yes are the, these i'm the happy that she's when here she now to make her shit but as a non-black person dating black person who is on and uses social media and it sees all of this stuff and has access to the money and the education, mm-hmm. I can only give you so much grace. I, I can only give you so much grace because I there's only so much fault. grace that is given to me in that same situation. But this is why I laid the fault to, again, this goes back to policing your own community, right? I laid the fault firmly at the feet of the people who were members of our community that allow her to operate in this way because the, oh, no, there's definitely so, there's definitely fault there i'm not I, there's so definitely quick fault. to grab the kardashians because they went and they got them fake asses or whatever else and now they're held up and everybody act like but nobody took the time to explain any of these things to them so they were allowed to move through black spaces without actually earning their keep. And we do that all the time with non-black people, where it's like, if they can find the beat, oh, he invited to the cookout. If yeah, they, no, and if, I hate that shit too. If they I can hate pronounce that a slang word properly, oh, they invited to the cookout, they get some yeah. to get their butt done. We do that. So we what? can't blame non-white thing, people especially with that kind of our shit? community when Seeing we allow the white them girls to go up. our community. Like watching balls and seeing the white girls go up and do a cute little vogue, and everybody's like, ah! Right. It's like, okay, no, no. You like, can't, okay, you're welcome. But we're you still holding you to the exact same who, standard that we are held to here. But we have to do that. And we don't do that. Girl, that's what I'm trying to do. But, Hold this bitch to a standard. Okay. Oh, yeah, but you don't even know her. What about the niggas that know her? They're not. They're still not doing it. That's fair. Yeah. So it don't matter if we do it. We don't know this bitch. She had Trina. I would be honest with you. Trina's not a good source for anything. Other than a, other than a come fucking song. I mean, Trina I'm and Black China. And once again, good. Oh my God! Did y'all see? Yes. Tony this week. Yes. Was that on your list? No. Wait, who? Tokyo Tony. I, I saw Black it. China. She's somebody. She's somebody else. I just don't talk about. But go ahead. <laughs> I saw Black China this week. I didn't see her mom. I saw her too. In the airport, talking. About, I'm vaccinated, yes. bitch. Let me just tell I'm you this. I'm being a stupid hoe and getting vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> I shout out to Black Man. China for putting out the message. No shade. <laughs> Because I did not think she would be Fauci ever would have told us. So, uh, <laughs> I get it. Work. That was a like. All right. 
this is probably something stupid, but shout out to you for pushing the message, ma'am. Get vaccinated. Because <laughs> I did not think you were vaccinated at all. But I know somebody who's not vaccinated. Tokyo Tony. You know that bitch ain't vaccinated. I don't think Kelly Price is vaccinated either. If we, if you we... keep saying that. And I keep <laughs> telling you, I'm not, you don't know shit about this know, I'm not going to let y'all forget. I'm not going to let y'all forget. I, he I mean, doesn't I'm... tell us anything. Like, at all. At all. I know. That whole situation is weird. She has not told us yet, so. Okay, let I'll her. Push it by lying. That's that's where I'm going. Eric, we just found her. Can we just cherish? Her? We just found her. <laughs> Can we cherish Kelly Price, please? Uh, Tokyo Tony was on somebody's live, big old Instagram, Facebook, probably Facebook, knowing her, uh, probably Instagram actually. Um, but she was sitting there talking about how <laughs> she goes. Did you see K. Michelle's face? She got all that work done. That's the sign of a lost soul. <laughs> like, what? You, you're calling someone a lost soul? But ain't her face all like, all cut up? Like, it's, uh... I Look, I haven't seen K. Oh, I haven't seen K. Michelle since the booty thing. I ain't talking okay. about K. Michelle's on Tokyo Tony. Ain't her face Oh, like probably. Tokyo Tony is a prototype for stripper fight music. And I'm waiting for her to link up with 3-6 Mafia and put out a song. Because I feel like that is her perfect one. But also, Black China is your daughter, so maybe we shouldn't talk about who won a plastic surgery. Right? Maybe we should just go to therapy. Because I feel like she needs to be medicated. And I feel like China needs extensive therapy from having Tony as her mother. She needs therapy in the worst way. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, she needs, <laughs> she needs therapy in the worst way. Like, there's, I don't even know that she has time to work through all the issues that she has. No, her mama being the biggest source of them. Uh, massive majority. Well, that was y'all's uh Tokyo Tony alert for the year. <laughs> Because yeah. the bitch only pop out once a year with some fuck shit. Yeah, I be oh, and apparently she's doing a show. The second Who's the mom on uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta? Mama D. Mama D. Yeah, I be, I be the getting too confused. Oh, no, How dare D. you? <laughs> How dare you? Mix her with Tokyo Tony. No. This home is a Mama D stand home. Okay. Yes. I deserve. We run a Mama D stand home. And can't forget. From the same pop. They are cut from the same pop. No, they're kind of, but not really. Not really. Mama D turned it around and learned how to play TV. Not even that. Mama D at some point went to therapy and learned how to actually communicate. And you can tell because it is different. <laughs> I don't even think she went to therapy, girl. She Maybe she found God. Something happened. Whether it's therapy or a good PR person, Mama D learned how to communicate. Somewhere. I think honestly, I think it was good media training because Mama <laughs> D has transformed from the first season. Fuck, I mean, fuck that. Yes. Plus, you got first I do my lips, lashes, brows. Can't forget about my edges, the <laughs> letters, or the motherfucking wedges in that order. In that order. Mama D got bops. <laughs> How dare you? 
<laughs> Definitely different. <sighs> so, I mean, I guess I'm done with this whole whatever. I'm done. <laughs> Pop um, culture's done for the day. I mean, there's always more nigga shit and negativity to talk about, but I'm done. I'm exhausted and my drink is out, so. Well, I haven't been uh, uh, keeping you niggas updated with the Real Housewives of Potomac um, because it's been a bunch of bullshit. However, there were a few very cute reads. Um, the ladies, I think two weeks ago, were asked to go on a couple's trip. Yeah. And Wendy looks around and goes, I'm going to bring my man and looks at Ashley and says, you're going to bring Michael, looks at Karen and says, you're going to bring Ray, looks at me and says, you're going to bring Gordon. And then looks at Robin's and Robin and Giselle and says, well, you, you'll have your luggage. (laughs) (laughs) That was your weekly Real Housewives of Potomac wrap up. I'll say my feelings about Real Housewives of Potomac for a different show. Oh, oh, wait. So apparently, too, Nicki Minaj is supposed to be like hosting a guest. the reunion. Well, not hosting. I She's saw that and I didn't even like register. Yes, hosts okay. or whatever. She's like coming in and she's to ask a couple of questions. Part of the reunion with Andy Cohen. Yes. So get this though. This I was is wondering how long, I wonder why they took so long because we've been new. Nicki Minaj was a Real Housewives stand from day one. So yeah, I don't know why this took so long. So this is my question, right? Considering like her, the uproar revolving around like her being vaccinated, what allowances did Bravo give just to allow her to be there? Honestly, because that filmed a couple of months ago. I was going to say, at least a month ago, just is in inconsistent with that. Because I go that's back, why I ask. I go back to like why they would not allow Marlo to be on Real Housewives as a full housewife for the people. I think she is this season. She's going to be this season. This season, yes. But when we needed her at, at her most, like mm-hmm. that when they would not allow her, she was only a friend. Honestly, they- I think right now is the time that we really need Marlo, though. We yeah, just considering Cynthia's gone, Portia's out. Gone. Everybody is gone. That's like, why we need Marla. Yeah. Because Sheree Marla coming back like as a friend break. of the show, I think, or maybe as a full housewife. I'm not I really thought she was coming back as a full wife. Sheree's coming back. So this is, and King and Moore is still there. I keep there. saying, bring Lucy, Lucy Wu. So all they have is Lisa Wu back. <laughs> Stop talking about Lisa Wu. Keep her Bring her back. Deshaun, Deshaun from the very... Oh, my God. If y'all Actually, don't Deshaun Snow. No shade. Oh, I forgot to tell you, too. Guess guess what? So, apparently, Nikki, Gil- Nikki Gilbert, again, for whatever reason, back in my life, Nikki Gilbert's supposed to be in Detroit this week uh, filming a movie yeah. with Jessica Caremore. Ooh, let me check on that because you know I'm <laughs> <with> her everywhere. <laughs> let me let me just do a quick while That's y'all it. talk. Oh look. shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, bitch, Kelly Price ain't here. I can tell you that. Oh, but while we talking about real housewives, so <laughs> okay, so Jessica did say on a Facebook says, I am about to shoot my first feature film, and I absolutely need so much courage to get through this process. Oh, wait. Uh, is this who I think it is? 
Mm, no, no, it's not. But yeah, <laughs> no, she tagged somebody that looked like a, a who could have been Nikki Gilbert, but not. Um, but uh, yes, yes, she is. Just to care more is shooting a movie. Um, I'm looking to see if there's any evidence that Nick Nikki Gilbert isn't involved with it. I saw Nikki Gilbert driving in a car with playing with her hair, talking into a phone. And the whole time I'm like, ma'am, you're gonna die. You need to focus on one of these things. Either you're gonna play in your hair and pull over, pull over and be on the phone, or you just gonna fucking drive. <laughs> but in the midst of that, she was talking about she's going, I'm going back to Detroit to see my girl Jessica Care more. We're shooting her film. I was like, okay, ma'am. All right, well, I know there's a couple of spots not to go to. It's probably at Floods or Bakers. <laughs> so, since we're talking about the Real Housewives, so, Shamari, Is this about the, okay, never mind. Shamari and Claudia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, I don't know what they were doing. But they kept calling themselves the One Season Wonders. And talking about, you know, since the ratings over there so bad, maybe you need to bring us back because, you know, we can get a couple good reads off and they start going back and forth about who reads Especially better. Claudia. Yeah. And there was some slick comment made about Phaedra's. How y'all talking about bringing all these girls back, but y'all not bringing back the girls and, talk, you know. Not Shamari. Claudia. <laughs> so... Phaedra, because they also said something about what does Phaedra do and all this, you know. So Phaedra then posted uh, the movie poster for whatever this film that she's in that's coming on all black TV. I don't know what that is. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm sure it's some streaming app that I don't have because there's so many of them. But it's, and she's like, while the girls out here begging for work and chasing clout, I have jobs <laughs> and I've added another one to the list. And it said, it said book, blessed and sober at the bottom. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. When I first, I didn't have context for it. When I first saw it, I was like, wait, did Phaedra have a did Phaedra have an addiction problem? <laughs> I miss that. Because usually it's like when people are like, oh yeah, hashtag sober. It's when like, they're recovering. Yeah. When they're in recovery. And I was like, is Phaedra in recovery? And then I saw the other video. It was like, oh, now it makes sense. Phaedra doesn't, she's not in recovery. Okay. Well, she is <laughs> in some kind of recovery, actually. I mean, um, if Miss Parks won't give you nothing, Miss Parks will give you a good read and some really good television. That's it. As you, as um, everyone knows, if you listen to the last episode of Reality Rewind, where yes. we talked about uh, Phaedra Parks being a reality the, TV the villain. Southern Bell, Miss Phaedra Parks. <laughs> so make sure you check that out. Mm -hmm. um, so before Lisa we get also, Oh, and um, that girl ultimate girls trip whatever that's premiering yeah. in a couple weeks and i think phaser is actually supposed to be on season two is she from the rumors that i heard yeah huh. so we'll see how that goes yeah i also um, find it funny that kyle was the only beverly hills housewife to go 
kind of made sense. It, oh, it made complete sense. I mean, yeah. she is the franchise. She is the face of the franchise. Like, Plus, Kyle has good relationships with just about everybody. From with all seasons. of them. Yeah, they yeah. all love her. And yeah. that's when I, I said, I was like, maybe there's that. It was around like season five or six of Beverly Hills. When I was like, I don't think I hate Kyle Richards. I think I hate the way they edit Kyle Richards. It wasn't until this season that I was like, I don't necessarily hate Kyle Richards. She does no, stupid shit. this is the shit. first time that I could say I like Kyle. Yeah, this time, yeah. This season is the first time I could say I like her, but I think around season six, maybe seven, when I was like, ooh, I realize it's not Kyle I don't like. It's the way they edit her that I don't like. Because mm. the way that she gets edited... Now, I mean there's a certain level of obliviousness that I expect when you've been that rich for that long. Yeah. The way she gets edited makes her look way more conniving than I think she genuinely is. That's fair. That is fair. Cause you could, you can see a very clear difference and I keep going back to this one moment, but for me, it was that kind of turning point. Yeah. Um, the conversation between Garcelle and Kyle and Garcelle is explaining like to her what it is to be and Kyle shuts the fuck up and is listening and, and taking it in and is not defensive conversation with Crystal the same oh yep that yep up and, and we're, <laughs> where Crystal looks at Sutton's white ass and and tell like, me you're that girl you're not one of those people who don't tell me color, you're that you? girl <laughs> Don't tell me you're that, please. Like, <laughs> but, all right, we need to wrap this up because I want to watch Beverly Hills and put up laundry. I mean, <laughs> but I gotta I catch think, up because this is the first time that we've there's been anybody to, and let alone two people, to actively call these white women about their shit. They're like, which is very different than New York. Catch yeah. C. Oops. Yeah. Uh-huh. To call these white people on their passive racism. Right. Their unacknowledged racism, their yeah. biases that they hold. Because you're seeing this somewhat on Salt Lake City, too. This season is good, bitch. I gotta, I'm, don't worry. I'm about to buy that on YouTube tonight. This season of Salt Lake City is good, bitch. <laughs> Aaron, you don't want, have you watched Salt Lake yet? I watched the first season. Did the second? Se- I know the second season was weird. Never mind. But yes, I watched the whole first season. I gotta okay. catch up on second season. I'm gonna buy it on YouTube, and I'm Mary gonna give you my YouTube Cosby password. Told y'all, if you come for me, I'm gonna I'm send, send Jesus. You. I have Roku, <laughs> so I, I can find it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> this season's been good. It's been a lot. Of, I mean, you know, it's those obli- like you're seeing. You know how the first season everybody's super prim and proper, and the second season they'd be like gloves off, bitch. We on TV. Yeah, that's what this season's is. It's like season two of Atlanta. You know, yeah. that's when shit started to get good. It's it's a new franchise though, too. That's what I was realizing about Potomac because I was like, yeah. oh, this is this like airing season of Potomac is like the best. It's like, oh, this is only season six. This is only and Atlanta's like season six and season seven. Was that was good. close to the moves. Like it was right. Season two is when they kind of found their stride and it started to get good. Mm. By the time we got to season seven, this this shit was like it was like top tier entertainment. Yep. 
I, you know, I won't even say season two. I'll say season five. See, I say season two, they found a groove that worked. Yeah, five they was like, a, oh, you are right. That worked. They had a groove that worked. By the time we get to four and five, now we got relationships between these people. You know what I'm saying? Right, and Kendra, not Kendra, Kenya. Kenya came in. We had Portia Keith comes in. in. We had what, Phaedra come in. We had Portia come in. We had Cynthia come in. Yeah. Like now you it got just made sense. The perfect ensemble cast. And these people have actual relationships, which gives you really good TV when you get because it's not these 20-year-old relationships. Cause yeah, that's what starts it. But you know, those are always kind of like this is old ass beef that we don't know shit about. Right. Now we're getting by the time you get to three, four, five, you start getting to, oh, this is shit that happened on TV. This is shit we saw play out. So now this beef is juicy. Yeah. So usually by the time you hit six, this is that's when they start to hit their stride. All the everybody's <sighs> sixth season is the one that be popping. Like <laughs> no, the, I swear it's either where's the beef or these bitches are like, what's beef? Beef is like a bitch titties looking like they sleep. Like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's a deep cut for y'all. Um, it is. I haven't heard that in quite a while. What's <laughs> beef? Beef is like when a bitch titties looking like they sleep. <laughs> that was oh, high that's school. Always been a oh no. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Um, so how are you? How are you feeling, Aaron? How am I feeling? Um. Uh, how am I feeling? You know, there I, I was feeling sorry for myself for a little bit, and I will say a little bit, because uh, someone I cared for deeply at one point in time um, unfollowed me on Instagram, and I know that sounds very superficial or whatever, but like this particular person had been hanging around for a while and just kind of lurking in the background and then I noticed that uh he wasn't there anymore so I unfollowed him back and <laughs> no <laughs> I mean that's no. the shit I'll be on I'm like okay so we're done all right we're done like, oh okay <laughs> nigga just, fuck I, you it's just like okay so I guess we're done here so um but no I mean it was just kind of like being like just kind of like ghosted or whatever in a different kind of form so um i felt in my feelings about that for a little bit and then i was like you know what like i i, I talked to one of my good friends about it i was just like man yada 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 this happened this happened and like um this particular friend did remind me he was just like you have a lot going for yourself you have yes this this mm-hmm. this I think where my where I, I I have trouble sort of reconciling is the fact that like I sort I do take pride in the things I do like nine to five like professionally creatively all that type of stuff. It's just that like you know what they what they say in mahogany success is nothing unless you got somebody you love to share. Nigga. Right? So- <laughs> Didn't you post something about a Diana Ross theme, something else? I did post that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I posted because I want to open a Diana Ross theme bar and all the names of the drinks are going to be named after Diana Ross songs and all the food is going to be named after... You whatever. got a beverage director. 
If I'm saying though, like, and you're not the first person, somebody else that we both know also hit me up and it's like, well, I can cook this. When like when I get the money for it, we we I'm pulling everybody together for it. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is like I was in my feelings a little bit because like I was kind of like thinking about mahogany. It's just like mm, success is nothing unless you got someone you love to share it with. Um, it I mean, it is a little bit frustrating where it's just like where your platonic mutual like non-romantic friends will be like oh you got all this going for you blah 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 and it's just like you don't get that same kind of reciprocation from somebody that you are interested in on a romantic level so mm-hmm. I am kind of in that space right now where it's just like I'm, tr- I'm trying to continue loving myself and realizing that you know whatever I'm looking for whatever it may be I still I mean technically I don't know what I'm looking for I guess but like at least I know if I find it I will be complete when I get there I guess so yeah that's just kind of where I'm at right now um how are you feeling Siobhan um I don't know it's weird because it's like, you know, the hurdles and struggles of a new job in the busiest time to have that job in like the worst environment for the type of job that I have, right? So there's that. And then it's like some stuff on a personal front, you know, I I know I've talked about one here, you know, the building relationship with the sister I just discovered I had and that kind of stuff, which that's going great. But in addition to that, the building of the relationship with my biological father totally stopped. We have not spoken again since that last time that I told y'all that we spoke and it's like there's literally nothing happening there which for me personally I don't really care Uh but it's like when I talk to her you know and she talks about how you know she just recently spoke to him on the phone and she feels like they're making progress it's hard for me to get excited just because I know like that's not happening over here yeah it's a white on me it's like, you know, I want to be happy for her and excited for her, but at the same time, it's like there's a level of, like, apathy with it because it, there's literally nothing happening. He's no more a part of my life now than he was before I had ever spoke to him. So it's just like, ugh. like, my feelings haven't changed whatsoever. So to hear this excitement, it's hard for me to reciprocate that for her. So I have a com- have you had a conversation with her saying exactly oh, that? Oh, yeah, me like, and her, so we definitely thing. talked about it. And, you know, okay. like... It's the thing about building a relationship with a sibling as an adult is that that relationship builds differently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, that relationship builds in the same way you would build a friendship. So the level of emotional communication is different. And it's because there's no, there's nothing tied to you telling them how you genuinely feel. Because they're knowing you as an adult person. There's no memories. There's no nostalgia. There's no nothing tied to y'all relationship. So it's a lot easier to be a lot more honest with this sibling versus one that you were actually raised with. If that makes any sense whatsoever. No, it makes, no, I get it. I get what you're saying. 
So, I mean, no, she's very aware and like knows or whatever, but it's just, I don't know. It's a weird, it's just kind of weird because now we're coming up on a year for all of this, right? And it's like, like what in my life has changed in this year on that side? Is there any more of a relationship there than it was a year ago when I didn't know this nigga? No. Is there any more of any more effort than it was a year ago when I didn't know this nigga? No. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, what was the point of that like three month disruption just to disappear again? Yeah. No, I, I can understand that. Um, I feel like you can walk away knowing that you, you made the attempt yeah. to do so. Um, and the ball is in at this point. It's his court and his, it's his job. Yeah, because it's like I I say I did all the heavy lifting, you know, and I did, I was always very open to the conversations. I was always very, you know, y'all know, mm-hmm. I was very open. I was very, and it's like, I don't. I know like some people would say they would feel rejected because that's your biological, that's your parent and they didn't want, but because I don't look at him in that capacity, like I know biologically he is, but this is just some nigga at this point, really. Like he doesn't have those parental ties in the way that, to the, well, I'm not gonna say in the way, but to the point that him choosing to, disappear because I told him I don't feel comfortable with him popping up and not explaining to his wife what the situation is. Yeah. I I don't feel a way about that. Like it doesn't bother me whatsoever because it's like this was just some grown ass nigga who I didn't know anyway. So why the fuck would I be bothered? You know? Mm-hmm. I can get that. Yeah. I feel like it's a self-preservation separation from oh very much so. Very yeah. it has to be because I if I didn't, well, it helps that I didn't even know he existed until I was like 11, 12 years old. So it's not even like it was this ghost of a father because I had a father, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's not like, in as far as I'm concerned, my father passed away. Like I'm not, it was never this like ghost of a person. Like I never was a kid sitting in the window waiting for daddy to come pick me up or no shit like that. Yeah. Like, my mom never spoke negatively about him. She just never spoke about him. Yeah. If I didn't directly ask her a question. And when I asked her, she gave me very honest answers. But if I didn't directly ask her anything, we just didn't talk about him. And I was fine with that. Because <laughs> it just, he's never been like a looming presence in my life. That's why it's so easy for me to be like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Well, you... I'm proud of you for making like extending yourself in the way of making the effort to try and build that. Um, if he doesn't want to reciprocate that, then hey, yeah, this bus will ride on. Get out the way. Yeah, you know I mean, because it's not like I wanted and or needed anything. You know what I'm saying? This was strictly for the sake of the relationship, not for anything more. So, yeah. But yeah, that's where I'm at. I was thinking about that recently because me and you know because I talk to her every day so 
of course I think about this. I think I I think I talked to her more than I talked to the siblings I was raised with. But it's like that when you first meet somebody, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, the slippers you were raised with, it's like, all right, nigga, you alive? Yes. Exactly, basically. <laughs> it's like, oh, you did. All right, I'll see you for today. Thanksgiving. All right, bye. Now <laughs> like my siblings, they be doing the most, like, because they're all doing so much different stuff. Because mm-hmm. all of them decide they don't, don't want to work for nobody else, so they're all doing a bunch of extra shit to not have to. Yeah. And, like, my youngest sister, she starting Sunday, she'll be having her little vegan, I'm not going to say little, I don't mean little, but her vegan, um, like, she'll be doing her, like, a vegan restaurant, like a pop-up restaurant in the Aisha's market. place? Yeah. Yeah. And she's doing it in the in the space in the market every week now. It, this is this in it's Cincinnati? In, it's in Finley Market, which is Cincinnati's version of Eastern Market. Okay, so, so go to Finley Market. Go to Finley check Market. Out Aisha's place. Very good vegan food because she definitely did my Thanksgiving last year and it was so good. <laughs> Bitch, when you said I had tofurkey, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, she did my whole Thanksgiving last year. She like made it all and shipped it to me. It was so good. You I know it was good. That it was all vegan. Like you never would have known. Work vegan restaurant. Work black owned vegan restaurant. Yeah. And um, I know she's gonna start doing like virtual classes and you know virtual meal prep things for people who want to try to pursue going vegan and they need options and that kind of stuff. So I know that's gonna happen. But yeah, it's just a lot. My siblings do a lot. My other sister. She's in um, in Springfield, Missouri, and she's she be out there making all the shits. Like she makes like baby blankets and dresses and shit like that, and be selling them at the at one of the swap meets out there. And every week she sells out of shit. So I don't you even know. That's how Deanna that, from Lululemon got started. <laughs> she can start an MLM with that shit. Oops. Oh, not LuLaRue. <laughs> it all goes back to LuLaRue. It does all go back to LuLaRue. But yeah, she's she's out there doing that. She just showed me a bathing suit she made that's super cute. Okay, word. They're all doing something, so. And then this one here had me out with the Caribbean man that kept calling me Big Legs. I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> okay so wait was this one of your friends no it was a random dude in the bodega (laughs) okay (laughs) okay we'll be brief on this after the 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 broadcast but yes (laughs) we can go deeper after (laughs) so Um, that was the time (laughs) so i've been feeling much like you Aaron um in a very strange way there are a lot of emotions and feelings and thoughts that are kind of swirling around and I think a lot of it has to just kind of do with um Lance's birthday just passed Mm. and I'm always a wreck and I've me personally, I think that I've been handling it well, but in reality, like I kind of know that like I've fallen off. Um, but it's helped to like that 
like being in that kind of state has helped to feed into these thoughts of like not necessarily why why not me but more so I know what and who and I know what and who I am and I know what I bring and I have a very clear understanding of also like the realities of my um, flaws, right? Things yeah. that I, especially in romantic relationships, are very upfront about. It's like, yo, so I do these things. I'll do my best to try not to, but I probably will, right? Okay. So taking a certain level of ownership over them. Um, this week has been exhausting. Physically, and emotionally exhausting. And a lot of it has been rooted into um, people's questionable, um, people's questionable and selective morality and ethics, right? Mm. Um, Mm. I don't talk about, I I don't say the word morality, right? Because Mm. I'm one of those people, unfortunately, I believe that you cannot legislate morality. You You can't. You can't legislate morality. You can't legislate values. Because those all come from a number of circumstantial and environmental It's it's personal. It's individual. When people around me use the word morality, I'm going to hold you to a higher standard. Because what you have just said was, okay, here's this collective sense of morality. And this is what I and we believe in and strive for. Mm -hmm. And when that is not upheld, it is not only disheartening, and especially in the way that it's done, not only disheartening, but also massively fucking disrespectful. Right. Um, there have been situations in my life in this past week, uh, just kind of across board, where I've had to question my place in, like, my place just in this in this world in multiple facets. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that it had me back in the thought of well, was it because I, them, they, he, she, her, or or it, whatever they, or whatever this person uh, may refer to as, are they Black? Is it because of that? Because if that's what it is, I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And if I'm uncomfortable, I want to go. I just want to go by myself. And not just like, are they Black? But other, I know I'm talking very like vaguely about things. Um, other situations have been, oh, is it because I'm in my, I'm just going to be honest with you, mood. Mm-hmm. So there's this like combination of things that are kind of happening in my life, in my world, where, and I've noticed this before. When I'm in my, like, when I'm, like, in my, like, I don't give a fuck, just leave me alone mood, everybody's happy, right? Mm -hmm. 
when I'm, I'm in my, if you ask me a question and I give you my honest opinion and honest answer, everybody fucking beats it <laughs> or everybody's in their feelings or, or people just need a break. Yeah. Yeah. So I get told, I get told <laughs> from multiple people, you should probably speak up more. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then when I do, I'm treated like that. Or You're I'm just aggressive. You're too aggressive when you do. And it's not being aggressive, it's just being honest. Yeah. Or I just get completely ignored. And then at that point, I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going about my business. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I care? It's like you didn't listen anyway, so fuck off. Yeah. So I'm in this that. like weird place of having to deal with that as well as in this like I know I got some shit fucked up in my life we all do Mm -hmm. right but I know at the end of the day I might be a little chubby but I'm handsome as fuck and I'm smart and I'm funny and I'm sweet and I'm talented I am fucking talented as fuck Mm -hmm. and I understand and I've grown to learn because of the industry I'm in, I'm growing, I'll say growing to learn how to commodify like body, personality, and ethnicity mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, a lot of us either A, shrug away from because it's uncomfortable or B, don't necessarily know how to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, because of the industry that I'm in, a lot of times in my experiences, I get put as the black, right? Mm-hmm. It's not fine at all. But if the money's decent, I'm going to figure out how to make that work to my benefit. Right. Like, I got to figure out my space in white supremacy. Like, we all unfortunately have to figure, like, it's not going anywhere. No. You have to figure out how to best commodify that space in white supremacy and take up that space and make that coin and go about your fucking business. It's how to so operate within it without losing your exactly personality. like it's so fucked up like i mean in a way we're it, all but in it's that, the reality it's, of it yeah like, we're, unfortunate we're all, all three of us are very much in that same space like I mean, you know I think, I think a large i think a majority of black folks are in that space right. of I having mean, to yes. figure that out yeah but, what but I'm talking like us as is... content creators, because, you know, because we're content creators at this point, take out our nine to five jobs. We do operate as content creators. And this is a very white space, especially when you talk about in podcasting and publishing and, you know, like influencer status and shit in bartending and DJing. They're all very yeah. white spaces. A lot of us, a portion of us can figure out how to do that and try and make some peace with that mm-hmm. as an idea. A lot of us can't and reasonably so are like, no, fuck that. Right. Fuck that. It's like and we go it. one way or the other. We make peace with it and find a way to work around or say fuck that and you go so far the other way that you almost make yourself unimportable. <laughs> Unfortunately, and also too, that's the unfortunate reality. If you're too black, you're unemployable. I'm also in. Um, I also feel like a little bit like lightweight Robin Dixon when she okay. was like, 
I believe I'm seasonally depressed. I'm like, yep, I feel it coming on. I think Robin, (laughs) but that's I feel like it's also been just kind of a slow build. Um, so I think I might start microdosing. Uh, I microdosed actually at eight o'clock because I was mm-hmm. like, fuck it, this shit's gonna kick in by the end of it. And I also drank a bottle of wine. Microdosing. Um, hmm? Microdosing what? Shrooms. Okay. What you I, thought I was microdosing? I mean, you know, the girls I Aaron. Know. Can be- I'm Aaron. Can I am not one of the girls. <laughs> Yeah, it can be a Aaron. little bit of everything out here. Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. I am not a one of the girls. Bit of everything. I'm just saying. The girls, the girls are gonna grow, but I'm not one of the girls. <laughs> I stay at home and mind my black ass business and play my video games. That's it. Like I don't be out here with all that fuck shit. Oh my god, I didn't even tell you. I'll tell you about that shit. Off, off show. Mm. There has been so much fuck shit happening peripherally in my life. Mm-hmm. And it is difficult for me to not create that separation and not absorb that shit emotionally. But I am, I have to learn how to put that wall up. And that's for my own emotional and mental health. Mm-hmm. When everybody around you is going through fucking hell and you're just like, well, I ate Coney Island last night, so yeah. my blood is on fire. I get like, <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm a jumble of emotions. I think I'm becoming a little seasonally depressed. Um, it's probably not even seasonally depressed. I'm I think I'm becoming depressed because of many of the peripheral situations that are happening. Some that actually involve me, and. Other than that, though, let me tell you the highlight. Um, Because y'all know I'm free, right? Single, Mm -hmm. sexy, and free. Making Mm -hmm. my own money. Looking for the right party. And if Mm -hmm. you're free. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's been... I've been kind of like reconnecting with a couple of people from my past which is interesting in seeing like the difference now um, where it feels more comfortable, more natural and more experienced, if that makes sense. Like I can, I can be weird and they're like, oh yeah, I get it now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very, I'm appreciative of it. And I've had a couple of very fun and interesting like date nights um and on like very simple date nights but just like fun like just fun like we're gonna go get drinks and eat food at this pop-up this is great <laughs> like that kind of shit and it's just a, it's yeah so it's weird all right y'all all right niggas oh i gotta stop saying that because there is this couple This couple came into the bar, a middle-aged white couple. I'll say maybe like early 40s, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, oh, so what do you do outside of this? No, I was like, yeah, I hope I'm not doing this longer. And she's like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, well, content creation. She's like, oh, what do you do? I said, two podcasts and a live show. And she ended up fo- actually like following me on Instagram. So she might be listening to this 
already warned her was like uh it's highly inappropriate i didn't say i say the word nigga all the time (laughs) so white lady who who may be listening as i am the co-host of both podcasts and this live show i say nigga all the time (laughs) but i would also like to say hello to you and you and your husband were great Y'all Hello, thank time. y'all for listening. I'm glad y'all was nice, but just know I say nigga all the time. All the time. So nigga, if nigga, nigga, nigga offends you, turn nigga, this nigga, shit nigga. off right now. <laughs> niggas, they gonna nig. Niggas, they gonna nig. Um, before we go, I would like to leave you all just with like, just like a word and um something to just kind of feel your spirit uh, for the remainder of the week. Just something to uplift you every day, right? Um, Corinthians. Oh Jesus, nine thirteen. Cause I'm stingy with my cootie cat. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I hate you. Jesus. I have a thing to say, and you just say that. Good. I have like I have something very real. That is uplifting to say. You just said that bullshit. What you said, you bitch. Shut up. Anyway, to get to my very real thing. Oh my God. Very real and very uplifting thing. And this is something that I have been thinking a lot about lately. Whoever this is for, it will hit and they will understand. Your life is not a timeline. And don't live your life based on what you see on social media because niggas only post the highlight reel. Like this, sh- nobody's gonna post when they take an L on social media. No, so don't think that because you're the same age as X Y Z that you need to be doing what they're doing because you don't know what they're really doing. You just know what they post. And also, a lot of these niggas got blast- plastic surgery, and if that's what you want to do, fine. Yes, but understand that these people have. If- Put there's money a lot of fit a there's a lot of fake lives happening, and I think y'all need to understand. Because even me myself, even though I'm, I try to be very authentic on my social media. Y'all don't see when I be out here covered in baby vomit and my shit. I only post when my shit's together. Cause duh, girl, why would I want y'all to see when I look raggedy? Yeah, but don't like you can't hold somebody's IG life. And think that that's their real life. You know what I'm saying? Because it may be more, it may be way less going on in their real life than you'll ever see on the internet. So just run your race. And don't Everybody even run it. Enjoy the journey. People. Walk. Take your time. Smell I mean, whatever roses. your race may be. Your race may be a walkathon, bitch. Whatever your race is, you live your life and enjoy your journey. With because people, so many people miss out on their life trying to live somebody else's. And remember Psalms four twelve. You ignorant bitch. <laughs> Do it like it shall be there. You are ignorant that. bitch. Like we just not about to keep quoting Jocelyn Hernandez out here. <laughs> Do it like it shall be there. <laughs> I mean, hell, niggas still quoting Confucius. So at this point, what's the difference to make? Right. This this is the thing, though. A word can come from anywhere. It can. 
because God moves through even the most. And I mean, Jocelyn has had some some words and some moments. Because when she said, "When all you bitches roll off, guess who's still gonna be hot? Me." <laughs> like that was Roses. a word. <laughs> More like lukewarm, but you know, she's there. She's edible. It don't matter. The bitch is still there when all these other bitches fall off. So, um, and on that note, I I want to wish you all just like a a happy, healthy, prosperous. Um, however that defines for you, whatever that means yeah. to you, week. Um, be kind, be safe, be respectful, and pass it on. Like literally, this is the day and age and time where paying it forward literally means the most, no matter how small it yeah. is. Yeah, and I that was inspired because I got a message this week that said, "I appreciate you because I don't feel like you be fronting for Instagram." because they was like because you do post when you don't have no makeup on and when you like in a baseball cap because you had a bad hair day and stuff and I was like because I don't need the front for Instagram my life is my life like I love the life that I live Mm -hmm. I would I don't need to try to front for Instagram because I'm happy plus there's a difference (laughs) there's also a a thing with age where you learn that like social media is just a tool I was like I'm also damn near 40 and just cannot find a fuck to give about this (laughs) like it's just I can't find it can't even make the shit up (laughs) um with that y'all I wish you just a a happy good day good evening good night blacks like us hope it's a good time it's currently 1026 for us, but good day, good evening, good night. It is. Well, I feel mad late. But anyway, follow us on Instagram at Blacks Like Us. We got our personal Instagrams. I don't want to name them all, but they'll be in the show notes. Um, do something nice for somebody. Go out, live life, do something nice, have fun with your people, do whatever you gotta do. Just have a good time. Are we good? Yeah. <laughs> I was sneezing. I gotta pee. Bye, everybody. Okay, so.